Hi. Um, we're here with Paul Swisher of the Dooleys to talk about their new album. First of all, Paul, what can you, what's the name of your new album? The name of the album is Peace, Love, and Kindness. And that pretty much sums up, you know, who we are and, um, you know, our, our philosophy of, of life or, or what we're trying at least to perpetuate. And it seems very timely, too. Yeah, it really is. And um, just on a personal note, speaking for myself and Joe Mambre and, and Greg Opelinski, who are the, the writers, it's just such a, a relief to be able to, uh, to write songs like that record songs like that, and then go out and perform those songs for an audience. And as, as we hope it will be uplifting for the audience as well, um, it's really, really helpful to our own individual psyches to be able to do that in, in these days. So how long has it been since you released an album? Well, that's a good question. Um, basically, the same guys that are involved in the Dooleys. Um, we recorded a triple vinyl album that just came out in 2016 with uh, Teddy Reinhardt and George Paleo and Tommy Reinhardt and David Kane. And um, that was myself and Greg Opelinski. And um, through that association, um, after Ted um, passed away in, in the plane crash, um, one thing led to another. And it was actually George Paleo who really encouraged us to get back to the more melodic message type music um, that actually had more structure to it. And... Um, so we've been doing a lot of recording, but this is our first Dooley's project probably in 10 years, I would say. And where did you record this one? Um, this one we recorded at Robbie Takak's GCR studio. Um, half of the album was recorded there. The other half of the album was recorded at Pickle Patch Studio, at, which is Paul Weisenberger's home studio in Cheektowaga. Uh, Paul has been a longtime member of the Dooleys as well, and um, he's part of this album. He did a lot of uh, playing on it and did uh, production on one of the two sides. Well, since we're talking about music, let's hear a little bit of music. So if you had to pick one song to introduce people to your new album with, what song would it be? Um, I think it would be the, uh, the title track from the Please Be Kind side, which is uh, Please Be Kind. you to be like me I'm not asking the whole world to agree I'm just asking you to please be kind and begging that the path we walk is not blind Okay, so we just listened to Please Be Kind. Uh, 
Well, George, you know, George is um, George is the type of guy that's always going to tell you the truth. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard to find people, you know, like a, from an artistic standpoint. Yeah. A lot of times people will, you know, say, oh, we loved it, you know, or, you know, that's great or whatever. But George is always going to give you his his absolute sincere opinion. And um, when we were doing some of the recording of this album, that uh, the, the title track of um, Please Be Kind was initially called um, Use Your Mind. And, <laughs> and when we used to be out playing that, you know, I would actually, I would, when I would sing that line, I, I almost felt like it was a little bit condescending, yeah. uh, you know, kind of telling people, you know, come on, dummy, you know, use, use your mind. Right. And, um, I was walking into Sportsman's and we had just started uh, doing some of the recording at TACAC's uh, studio. And he came running up to me on the street and he was like, Paul, Paul, he goes, we got to change. He goes, I got a great idea. We got to change that one lyric and in that song, because he says, when I listen to the Dooleys, he says, you know, I, I, I want to feel uplifted. I want to feel good. I want to feel positive. And he articulated exactly what I felt when I was singing mm -hmm. that line. And he said, what we need to do is we really need to change just that one line from use your mind to please be kind. And that really transformed that whole song. And that's what really took the whole project in the direction that it ended up going, which was, you know, just fantastic. And, uh, George Paleo deserves a lot of credit. You know, I, I was a George Paleo fan when I was just a young kid. I mean, he's only a couple of years older than me, but going to all those Gamelon shows and, um, you know, listening to that type of music, the last guy in the world that I thought would be a Dooley's fan was George Paleo. And, um, you know, George would always say, you know, I, I played that stuff in Gamelon because I could, he said, but that's really not the kind of music that I like, you know, he, George likes like the Archies you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And really the only way that he found out about the Dooleys is we did an MPP show for our, our album release um, probably three years ago or so. And we wanted to pad the attendance a little bit. So we, we rustled together Glenn Colton and some of the Dooleys, Dick Bowerly and those guys. Right. You know, we did an opening set just to draw more people. And at the end of our set, George, George was like, why are we doing all these crazy, crazy tunes when you guys have these, these beautiful songs that, you know, are melodic, you know, mm -hmm. the harmony. So he pushed and pushed and pushed. And actually, you know, the Dooley's probably would not have resumed if it hadn't been for, for George being the, um, you know, really the the driving force behind that. And that's an interesting story for anybody that has any knowledge of who George is and, and what George has done. I'm thinking about how you've evolved during the years. How has the group evolved from, like, you guys have been around, what, 30 years? Yeah, we, we actually started recording right around 1990. Um, we kind of went into it raw. Um, Greg Opelinski and I, um, discovered a, a penchant for writing songs together. And I, uh, I had a beat up acoustic guitar that I, I taught myself all the wrong ways to play and continue to do that to this day. 
but we had some really good guidance and tutelage in our, in our early days, um, starting with Frank Pusateri from Only Human. He's a Buffalo Hall of, you know, Hall of Fame musician. And uh, Dick Bowerly and Teddy Reinhardt and Bobby Jones and, you know, some, some real A-class players that kind of took us under their wing. And um, looking back on it, some of our early stuff, um, it was very, very beautiful to listen to. But um, a lot of the, the critiques of it was that it just didn't quite have a real punch. It didn't have a lot of soul. I think we, uh, in the early days, kind of fell victim to trying to get things perfect in the studio. And um, when you do that, um, you, you have a tendency to lose some of the emotion and some of the energy. So that was something that we gradually improved on as we got out and started playing more live shows. And that was really one of the reasons after um, Greg and I, Greg went off to Bowling Green to get a, a degree in voice and um, left the band for a while. And Timmy Wright and Paul Weisenberger came in with myself and Glenn Colton. And um, during that time, we, we still got together and we still recorded. And um, when, we, when Greg and I finally decided to go back and, into the studio and start recording new songs, the, uh, the new project with Ted and George and, and the Gamelon guys was not very dooley-ish. It was more edgy. It was um, musically probably a little more along the lines of, um, you know, Frank Zappa, um, Flo and Eddie, that type of stuff. You know, playfully sarcastic um, lyrical content with just really powerful music behind it. And that was a really good opportunity for us to get away from trying to sound beautiful and perfect. Um, you know, we, we were able to cut loose on that a little bit. And I think after going through that process, um, which we really enjoyed, when we got back to the Dooley's, um, I think some of that carried over. And I think um, for anybody who has listened to our, our stuff from the 90s versus our stuff now, um, we're really, really happy with the emotion that comes across in the, uh, in the singing. It's still based on, you know, the, the three-part harmony. Um, we hooked up with Joe Mambre from J.J. Swing, uh, just a fabulous singer and guitar player. And um, we, we feel like we're, um, you know, I just turned 60, Greg's 60, Joe's a little bit younger. But um, it's really a, a treat at our age to still be involved doing this and feeling like we are still getting better. Well, with that said, at this point, we're going to definitely have to listen to at least one of the songs. Okay. Well, along the lines of what we were just talking about, um, the, the material that we recorded at Paul Weisenberger's was with a drummer and a bass player. And it was a little more um, radio um, type of production and a little, a little bit edgier. So I, I would say probably Karmic Wheel which is the, uh, the first song on the karmic wheel side. We, we didn't call it side A or side B or one or two because, um, you know, we didn't want to imply that, that either side was like a priority or better than the other. So karmic wheel, I think, would be a good example of what we just discussed.
playing live, did you take time off from playing live? It seems like there was a number of years where I don't remember seeing you in the Gusto listings. I saw right. you a lot there back in the uh, in the 90s. Um, I would say probably we, we played fairly regularly until the, the mid-1990s. And then we just kind of did a lot of charitable um, recordings for the Roswell Park Alliance we, we were involved heavily with. And, um, you know, we got back into performing. I mean, it was pro- we would do little things here and there, reunion shows, et cetera. But we didn't really... Um, get our stage legs back until we got back into the studio with George and Ted and Tommy. And we did a few shows at Sportsman's with with that group called Major Progress Program, MPP. And ever since we started doing that, um, we're playing on a very regular basis up until the the time of uh, the COVID virus. And, you know, we're all fairly, we, we try our best to be as careful as we can be. But we have been playing throughout this uh, throughout this time. We've done a few shows at Sportsman's and um, Penny Lane Cafe and a few other places. And um, we're scheduled to play our album release party at Sportsman's on November 13th coming up. Yeah, I have yet to get back out into actually seeing shows. Right. Uh, sooner or later here. It's definitely a weird time. Um, you know, when you're out doing live shows, you know, especially in this climate, you know, you you really can't be too, you know, uh, I don't know what the word is, where, where you're really trying to round up an audience because it's a real personal choice of, you know, people have different opinions about, you know, how safe it is. Um, I know I have my reservations about that, and we talk about that regularly within the band, but um, sportsmen's. Um, I'm sure everybody's familiar with some of the litigation that those guys have gone through. They have done everything. You know, they're, they were a model for a way that a, a business or a club or a bar um, should run, be run. Absolutely. I mean, they, they really take it seriously. They do everything to the letter. They enforce it. Um I, I can't say enough nice things about those guys. They're, they're one of the hardest working families that I've ever come across in my lifetime. And I, I have nothing but the highest respect for Dwayne and, and Jay and, and all those guys. They just do a, a fabulous job. They, they do it right. And they've played by the rules. And you know, they deserve a chance to, uh, to make a living. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. And plus, over the years, they've just done so many things for music in the area. Right, right. And, and the, that entire Black Rock community, you know, they're, uh, they're just a really, really a unique group of people. Fantastic humans. Now, if your fans from over the years come to the uh, CD release show, is it coming out, is this coming out on C, CD or vinyl? Oh, it's vinyl. Yeah, it's oh, vinyl. Cool. Yeah, with, um, you know, it, it comes with a digital download, um, so everybody can just download the material. But um, it's it's a really, really um, great project. Greg Opelinski's daughter, Emily, um, she did all the graphics. There's a, an eight-page um, lyric booklet with um, some really um, great art, and it's very colorful and it's fun. It's, it's kind of going back to the, the days when everybody would really look forward to getting an album 
opening it up, sitting down, you know, reading along with the lyrics and having a more tangible experience because um, over time, you know, even with cassettes and CDs, you know, that still had a little bit of that experience. But, you know, now with, you know, just downloading things, listening to them on a phone, that's, um, that's an experience that a lot of people never had. And that's a, a really, really cool part of um, the vinyl experience. And George Paleo um, is a, a vinyl junkie and he works at a record store and um, he was a, a, a big influence in getting us to, uh, to consider doing vinyl. And, and we just, we absolutely love it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's impressive you were able to get it done because I know earlier this year they had the fire at the one large pressing plant. And I've, I've been hearing about these backups right. um, of people not being able to get their, their records put out. Yeah, it, um, it took a while for us to do it. We had a few delays, most of which were, you know, we missed a couple of deadlines for a couple of reasons. But um, we worked with Gotta Groove Records in, from Cleveland. They did our MPP triple vinyl album, and they, they do a, a fabulous job. And um, I would highly recommend them to anybody that's considering uh, doing a vinyl project. They, they do a, a great job. Now, for your fans who come out to the record release party, are they going to hear some of the uh, older Dooley standards as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, um, we regularly play those um, at our shows. We, we, we try to, for, for most, uh, most of the live performances that we do, we, we try to keep it to about a 50-50 mix of originals and covers. So we have some new originals that we, that we perform that we have not recorded yet, but we intend to. And we have um, at least probably a half a dozen to a dozen tunes that we um, use in a regular rotation of songs that we previously recorded on some of our CDs. Now, as far as the performing band, is it pretty much the same people that are on the record? Um, yes, it's myself and Greg Opolinski and Joe Mambre. We're, we're the, the, the three amigos on vocals. I play acoustic guitar. Joe plays acoustic and some mandolin and some electric guitar. George Paleo does, does what George does. He's a fabulous <laughs> lead player, and we just adore him. Um, Jack Culp is our bassist. He did not play on the album. Paul Weisenberger played bass on the album. And our drummer for the Dooley's is Shannon Street, and he played on the album as well. And David Kane also played on the album, but um, we for the Dooley's, we, um, we haven't been uh, using a keyboard. And, and Dave's kind of, you know, he's, he's uh, a brother in heart, and um, he's, he's a little bit more inclined to, uh, to try to wait this out and, and be safe, which we totally respect. People can get the uh, LP at the show. Yes. And where can they get it if they can't make it to the show? Um, well, locally, they can pick it up in person at the Record Baron in Delaware. Um, that's, where, that's where George runs that record store. Um, it's also available for download on all of the platforms, iTunes, Amazon, um, Pandora, you know, anything that you can imagine. Um, through CD Baby. And that can all be accessed both from our Facebook pages and also from our Dooley's website. Okay, so you're a thoroughly modern Dooley's now. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Our website is 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 pretty thorough and uh, has a lot of great photos on it, and it, it's real user friendly. It has a lot of uh, music on it as well. We've been talking to Paul Fisher of the Dooley. Thank you for being with us, and we hope people can make it down to the show and pick up the vinyl, pick up the MP3s, pick up the stream, whatever works to get music into your hands. We're going right. to take it out now with a series of just short snippets of the rest of the songs on the album, enough to give you just a little bit of a taste, and that'll be all for this show. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Almer. Much appreciated. I'm not asking you to be like me. I'm not asking the whole world to agree. I'm just asking you to please be kind. And begging that the path we walk is not blind. Different times, transpose mediums. Lovers of the past, drown in tedium. Blanket stairs to surface tension. Lost forever without contention. My children. Yes, I know, cause I've been there. There are two sides to every story, two songs on every disc. Everybody got troubles 